This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. It's always game day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove here. Make sure that you are downloading and subscribing, not only on audio, folks, iTunes, Spotify, Odyssey app. We are on video now. Matt, I had to kind of do a little bit of the background thing. We're going to be on video. I got to do this. So, But I just noticed one of my Yankee bobbleheads is in the shadow. I got to bring him out there. Gonna, ah, there we go. Leave yeah, the Yankee, exactly by the way. Leave it in the shadow, so I don't have to see it. Because before <laughs> I couldn't exactly tell what it was, so just leave it in the shadow. If there's anybody who's listening to this or watching this, like Sal mentioned, who's good with interior design, send me go. a DM because uh-huh. I need to get a nice setup for. I got to figure out first off where I'm going to do it. I think right now it probably is going to be in the basement. Now, if I do it in the basement, I've got a lot of space down there but I'm going to need to soundproof the room a little bit because it's a pretty big space, so it would be echoey. But I've got a lot of things that I want to hang up that could make a cool backdrop. I just don't exactly know how to do it. So if you're somebody who's good at that stuff, hit me up, and we'll try and figure this out together. Well, speaking of cool background, like I couldn't put this up. I have to show it off. This is the replica Lombardi I have. That's for, cool. And I'm showing you, this is actually what I won for winning my fantasy football league with my buddies down in Florida this year. Pretty amazing, isn't it? That's that is cool. cool. My cool fantasy pride. league that I've been in for a long time uh, – is a belt. It's a championship. Oh belt. yeah, I love it. I like love a it. W, like a WWE championship. Belt. Championship is that what it is? Like that? yeah. The the name of the league is FFE, Family Friends and Enemies, and that's the, <laughs> I love uh, it. There's a there's a trophy, but one guy wanted to go all out and get the championship belt. So that's been. I, I haven't had it since the belts became a thing. Well, we apologize if you're only listening and you didn't see all of that, but we invite you to go to the YouTube page, Sal Sports on YouTube. Really great response. The first couple of videos we put out, and we're just going to keep putting more content on the YouTube page, but we're also here on audio. You don't have to go to the YouTube page. don't have to watch the video, but it's all there for you. Lots of different ways, and we have some really, really awesome guests coming up, including coming up uh, pretty soon. We're going to talk with Mike North, the head schedule maker. Matt, I can't wait to do that a little tease for everybody out there i'm so excited to with my yearly chat with mike north and for you to be included on it this year yeah i'm excited because i remember listening to it i've listened to it the last two years so now to actually be part of the call a little bit nervous i don't because i've never met mike so a little bit intimidated quite frankly about somebody who's in charge of that much all right well mike north is going to tell us a little bit about the schedule and we know the bills have a london game this year we know they have a very very tough road schedule this year that includes heading to the kansas city chiefs this year heading to the cincinnati Bengals, headed to the philadelphia eagles hey did micah hyde slip up or is that common knowledge today did you catch that about after when you asked him about playing overseas okay. and he said the bye week after does that always happen because i don't know I, I, I know i i didn't mean to cut you off there i i don't think he slipped up he doesn't know it's basically, I think, because it used to be you get the buy afterwards, a lot of people think that's the case now. 
What happens now is you get the choice of having a buy afterwards. But we could talk with Mike when we talk with him in our podcast. So maybe the Bills have already said we're going to do that, but I'm not really sure. I think it really might depend on they might be walking through that. The Bills may choose to take a buy. But actually, I went through it last year, Matt. I think out of like the eight teams that played international games, only two took a buy. Or out of the six, one of them did. But it wasn't many. Like New Orleans did, I think. But I don't think he slipped up. I think he's just assuming there's going to be a buy, to be quite honest. Because I think that's pretty relevant and pertinent information because so many people who I've spoken with are trying to make that trip. So if there is a bye week after the fact, you know, maybe you're not worried about getting home for a next game or you're not thinking about traveling to another game. You could be like, instead of maybe saying you have to go up the week of the game, you could go up a day or two before the game and then you could make your trip the week after the game or or something along those lines. I, I just think that it was interesting information. And when he said it, the mind started turning a little bit thinking like, Ooh, if well, they're off, if they're off the like, next week, sounds like I'm off the next week. Sounds like you're already prepped to talk to Mike North. So we'll do that. And we'll have that episode for everybody as well. In the meantime, we also heard from Bill's GM, Brandon Bean, head coach, Sean McDermott. We heard from Von Miller, Josh Allen. And as you just said, Micah Hyde, let's talk about Brandon Bean and some of the things he said, most notably to me talking about the draft specifically. This is our one chance to talk to him before the draft. You know, he recognizes with only six picks, it's going to be a little tough maybe to justify paring down and moving up and especially considering what he said. And I thought this was the big lead of the day. It's not great. That's his quote. Those three words when asked and I asked him, how does, how many first round grades you have this year? Because you generally have what 20 to 25, maybe on a high end 25 in one year. He said, well, he won't get into specifics right now, but it's not great. But he also didn't rule out trading up. If maybe you got that one guy that does still have a first round grade and you're at like 20, you're like, we got to get this guy. We got nobody left. But he also said, If I was a betting man, I was in Vegas, maybe more would bet on moving down to pick up extra picks. So after he said that, then the DeMar Hamlin news came up. So I kind of felt out of place to ask the question. It just didn't feel like the right timing, but I feel like it could go either way because when he said, when he implied that there aren't a ton of first round grades, or at least the bills don't have a ton of first round grades, I think most people would assume, okay, then they're likely to trade down, but you can make the counterpoint Or are they more likely to trade up to secure one of those fewer players that does have a first round grade? And I think you could kind of go either way with that. So at the end of the day, I'll take as even though everyone kind of is throwing smoke around during the draft time, like during these weeks leading up to the draft, I'll take him for his word. I bet they don't have as many first round grades as they normally have, but it's so subjective anyway. Like even if they don't have 25 players with first round grades, my guess is there will be somebody on the board at 27 who they have a first round grade on. It's just a matter of if it's worth taking that position or if they like the player enough and we'll see what happens. Really? I, I, I think the other way now it's very possible, of course, because every board is different, right? You might have one team that has 19 first round grades and another has 25. So chances would be, you know, better for him to say that to me tells me they're going to go pretty quickly. Now there could be one or two that still remain because teams just don't value them as high. I think the Bills are going to be, to me, it feels like they're going to be a situation where they're sitting at 20, 21, and they're like, yeah, these, it's gone. Like by the time we get to our guy, it's really um, going to be a guy where we have a second round grade on. And there's nothing horrible about that, right? It's just, there's nothing you can do. It's a price of being good in the National Football League. But Matt, if that happens, then to me, you do what you can to find a trade partner to move down, not only because of the first round grade point, but also this team has six draft picks. They could use extra draft capital. They need more picks to contribute early to offset the financial 
um, ro- the part of their roster to do business because they're paying so many guys a high-end salary against the salary cap. True, but they also need high-impact players who can help them right now because they're still in the window, and it seems like they're still going to get a com- compensatory pick next year of a third-round pick. So, if- so you okay with them trading up? I'm okay with them trading up if they wow. give up any if they give up anything other than a first a future yeah. first round pick. I think that's a non-negotiable like that's not on the table. Okay. But let's say you're sitting there at 27 and you love Smith and Jigba and he's on the clock or he's available at 20 and you're like we love this guy, we think he's our top receiver, we think he can play very meaningful minutes and he potentially solves our problem of figuring out if we're going to pay Gabe Davis 15 million dollars a year. If that costs you a third round pick or something to move up seven spots, I'm okay with them doing that to go get their guy. No, I don't want, I don't think they need to be reckless. I don't think you got to trade up just to trade up. But I even think back to, and we've never really found out if this was true, but remember back in 2019, the rumors that the Bills were trying to trade back up for Quinn and Williams? Mm-hmm. Like they got Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver slipped in that draft. Ed Oliver's a very good player. The rumor was they were trying to go from nine to you know, I think top three. Five. I think yeah. three. I think they were yeah. trying to go from nine to three because I believe Quinn and Williams went four. Mm-hmm. I mean, would anybody really be scoffing at that right now if they would have given up? I don't know. what was What's it cost to get from nine to four? A one and a two? But it would have been, yeah, maybe maybe next year's one or the, that, that year's two, whatever. But I mean, you're talking to you, you move up into the top five, top three, four. I mean, you could be talking, even though you're already in the top 10, something for the following year. I, I don't disagree with you about like, if, if you got a guy like you, ha- you covet that highly, you go up and do it. But I just, I question if you could find a guy that highly that you covet, that would still be there around 20 consider I, that would mean that you would basically have a much higher grade on a certain player and a prospect that the rest of the league does not have. No, I agree with that. But I think with like skill position players, like for example, the wide receivers, I think there is a potential that maybe you love Zay flowers and another team loves Jordan Addison. And maybe you've got a first round grade on Zay flowers, but most other teams don't. And I think those are the situations where that gets a little bit complicated. And also one other factor to this, that maybe makes it seem even more bleak for the bills is -hmm. that he said that includes quarterbacks. They do not exclude quarterbacks. And he said they have multiple first round grades on quarterbacks. So if we're already talking, talking about uh, you know a little uninspiring first round at least from the bills perspective it's even worse when you consider that they have multiple first round grades on quarterbacks like they're not taking a quarterback obviously by the way thank you for pointing that out thank you for saying that i say it every year to everybody who says to me well do they even scout quarterbacks of course they do if not you're throwing your whole board off you have to you have to grade everybody individually on the position i mean it's they're not going to select a quarterback but they could get in a position where they have a third round grade on a quarterback and it's the fifth round. And they're like, dude, we got to take this guy. Like he's too good. We'll have an asset. We'll have a guy that could back up Josh Allen in a couple of years. You have to scout the guy. You have to put a grade on him. He has to be included. Yeah. It's like Jake Fromm a couple of years ago. That that was a little bit of a head scratching pick when they made it, but he said the value is just too good. We weren't anticipating drafting a quarterback, but who knows? Maybe he could turn into our long-term backup. And we have the hindsight now of knowing what happened, but don't let that sway you away from the idea of doing something similar. Just because they're set at a lot of positions right now does not mean that that takes them out of anything. Like quarterback would be the most surprising move. I would be, if they have six draft picks, I would be very surprised if they draft a quarterback, but I wouldn't say it's impossible. One position I do think they're going to draft after listening to Brandon Bean, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's earlier than later, actually, is defensive line. 
I think they that's have, smoke. I think that was smoke. Ooh, I think, go ahead I think, and say, say why and, and, and why you think it's smoke and what the, he said. The fact that he specifically brought it up made me think that that was like a decoy. Yeah, but he can't hide from it, Matt. He he was asked if there's anywhere on his team that he has to look to the future a little bit more because they have guys that are on expiring contracts. And he can't hide the fact that his entire interior defensive line is on expiring contracts. Yeah, I mean, it's the four people who are the most notable people on their defensive line. But I don't know. I, I just I know he can't hide it, but I also don't think he would point to it unless he was trying to throw people right. off. I love it. A little smokescreen season from Brandon Bean. Anything else from Bean that stood out to you before we move on? Not necessarily anything from Bean. I think that there were so many things that happened today. Like we could do five podcasts sure. on all of the stuff that was talked about today. I do think though, like you said, the most notable was him saying that if he was in Vegas, he would put more money on the potential of a trade down than a trade up. But at the same time, maybe that's smoke too. <laughs> we'll find out. Um, nothing on Bean, but I do want to just touch on before we, um, move on a little bit here to something else. Von Miller, he's a beast, man. That guy already working out, no knee brace. Matt, you and I are some of the most positive thinking, positive people that people can ever run into, right? I mean, we just are. We're just, that's the way we are, you and I. We're always cheery and positive. I think we compare in no way to Von Miller and his positivity and his energy. I mean, this guy is amazing. He's gone through the depths of tearing his ACL, pro football player, twice, and he's it's like, yeah, it's always sunny in the facility here. Everything's, everything's great. Listen, no matter what happens to this dude, he will always turn it into a way, a benefit, and not a hindrance. He will always turn it into an opportunity and not a cost. Yeah, I commend people like that because I'm a pretty positive dude, but I'm nowhere close to that. So give him all of the credit in the world for that. And I do think it's relevant that, listen, we're at the stage right now. These are voluntary workouts we'll peel back the curtain a little bit. We're not allowed to watch them work out. So what mm -hmm. the bills do is they send us video of the workouts, essentially in the video, there are clips of Von Miller. He is not wearing any brace. He is not doing anything different. He's just got shorts on and he is doing the same stuff as all of his other teammates. He also was asked, what does the timeline look like? And he didn't give specifics but he did say he thinks he'll be ready early in the season. Now, you can take that a lot of different ways. Does that mean he's going to miss all of camp and be ready for the season? I don't know. Does that mean he's going to be ready a couple weeks into the season? I don't think the Bills are in any position to rush him. And I also don't think he is at the point in his career where he will rush. He wants to be available at the end of the season, not the beginning of the season. But it seems promising. Like, I don't think that we're going to be sitting there on Thanksgiving, wondering where's Von Miller, kind of like we were with Tredavious White last year. I think it's going to be like, eh, maybe he misses a couple weeks, and then he's going to be ready to go. Cole Beasley, did you see Cole Beasley's tweet today? Cole, Beasley's, Cole Beasley quoted the video of him working out and said, this guy is a beast at 70%. He could still dominate. It's amazing. It really is. And, boy, I just think back to last year and how much they missed him in those key moments late in the season, especially in the playoffs. I don't know if they beat the Cincinnati Bengals with Von Miller, but I do think that they obviously have um, more of a chance to do it. And, you know, things, other things had to go right for them. But either way, um, having this guy on the field and fully healthy, if he can be there as early as possible next year, would be pretty incredible. All right. Josh Allen spoke. Micah Hyde spoke. Sean McDermott spoke. Matt's got a lot of that content over at WKBW.com, also on Channel 7 when – He's on the air. I have it at WGR550.com. Check it out. Extra Point Show as well. Weekdays 10 to 12. Let's talk draft. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.